It is a DMV Sports Roundtable podcast back again as the NFL rolls on. Fingers crossed. Everything's looking good. Chris Chion, Jamal Bowens joining me. And uh, I do not want to. Yeah, I'm going to pat myself on the back because at the end of last show, I said 36 Cardinals over the Washington football team. And I I was near close. Before we really get into this show, I do want to say what is hot on my brain, guys. And I and I know that. We all are competitors. We all know these sports to some degree. We've watched hours and countless among hours of football. The way that game ended with the Washington football team leaving without three timeouts, we're recording this on Thursday. I'm still upset about it, and I'm still wondering, are they practicing, these coaches, how to use timeouts and clock management? Because if I'm a player on the team, I'm saying, what are we doing here? We traveled all the way to Arizona to be like, you know what, last two minutes, we don't want to get anybody hurt. Let's just go home. Already early on in this Ron Rivera era, guys, I'm worried about the attitude and this acceptability of losing. Tell me I'm wrong, please. I think you're wrong. <laughs> Look, if, J- if Jay Gruden was still there, I would agree with you 100% because we've seen uh, with this franchise going back Gruden, uh, Jim Zorn, we've even Joe Gibbs had a hiccup uh, in his second go round. We've seen the ineptitude of clock management and time management using uh, utilizing timeouts in the right way. I disagree to a point with you. This I think this was this was a hiccup on Ron's part. I don't think they have uh-huh. uh, that losing mentality of Gruden and, and, and Zorn. But yeah, that was definitely a hiccup. That was a problem. I the thing with this team is. Going forward, I think when they make mistakes, at least coaching staff-wise, uh-huh. you probably won't see them repeated over and over and over again. You know, it, it's acknowledged, and they say, you know what? We messed up. We got to fix that. It, like, other, you know, Gruden would say, yeah, we messed up, but he'll do it again and again and again and again and again. So I, I'm giving Ron that benefit of the doubt because I think he's, he, he sees a problem, it seems like, when, when he's gotten here, when they see a problem, they identify it, they acknowledge it, and they put a plan in action to do something about it. So I, I, I will wait and see. Yeah. Also, you know what? The Cardinals are pretty damn good this year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now they look good. You know, you know people say, oh, they, they got blown out by the – this is – look, they you saw what they did week one to the 49ers defense, who last year was – the most dominant defense in the NFL football association. So, hey, I'm not mad at that. We need to get some things together. I don't see this offensive line is atrocious. (laughs) Gian, what did you see, buddy? Well, what I saw was absolutely right. An offensive line that just does not put Dwayne Haskins in a ton of scenarios where he can make the big play with his arm. And that is Dwayne's strength here. It is not moving the ball with his legs. And so I just think that outside of, you know, the opportunities they're going to have to Terry McLaurin, Logan Thomas of all tight ends uh, leads in target share in the NFL. So the offense trying to involve Logan Thomas, and that's what I like to see because I just think 
and I've said this for years, Jamal, you know this, um, I love the going to the tight end for a young quarterback. It is the cliche safety blanket, if you will, and uh, I think the offense can succeed there. What I worry about with Cleveland in a couple of days here is really just Cleveland's offensive line. Is Chase Young and all of the great front seven of this Washington football team going to be able to penetrate this top five offensive line, which has arguably the number one duo at running back in the league and Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. So do you guys think that is there enough up up front for Washington defensively to stop their run game? It's going to be very difficult, very difficult. Not only do you have to worry about the combination of they can go to, to, to Hunt and Chubb, and then also, both of them are so dynamic, especially Hunt out of the backfield. You can put him anywhere. Odell woke up the last game. Yep. I've seen him. It looks like Landry will probably might be, he might be able to, to go uh, this go round. You have Hooper, who was giving this team problems before. Mm-hmm. Uh, defensively, I think they will adjust. You have to do something about 30. I don't know. And I wish George was on. I don't know what they saw. I don't know if. Aki was that good in camp or Davis was that bad. Right. But he he is the, the ball little thing from, from Denny Green. He is who I thought he was initially. I was never that impressed with the pick. Uh when they made after there were there were better options on the board. Yes, he 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 ran a hell of a 40. He's athletic, but he's stiff in the hips. His I, I think his lateral moving movement is suspect at best, and he takes horrible, horrible angles. Horrible. He's he's not a starter. He's a special teams. He might he might be the best gunner in the league, but a starter he is not. Right, right. When you have options that Eric Reed is still out there with obvious ties to uh, Ron um, Rivera. You know, I, we don't like to throw out. We like we don't like the big names anymore. But Earl Thomas is there. But I'm telling you right now, that guy is. If you, if you go with Cam Curl, Aki's not the answer. I think the defense will bounce back. But the cheese point. It's it's Haskins, it's the offensive line. Scott Turner is not is he's not comfortable, and I think what you need to do with this offensive line playing the way they are, Sheriff is a, is, is out. Uh, Morgan Moses was downgraded to a, a DNP today. That's not good because you got Miles Garrett and the boys on the other side of the ball. Oh yeah, that's right. Bro, you got to you got to put a little West Coast in here. He needs to get in the shotgun and quick hitters. And the, what's beneficial about your running backs, McKissick, Gibson, where else do they thrive in the pass game? Get it out of his hands quick because this offensive line ain't guarding more than two seconds. No. That'll help him out. McKissick looked all right. McKissick looked okay in a couple of the runs he had. He's running hard for – he's smaller. He, yeah. He, he, that's, the point is, is that in order to help Dwayne get into a rhythm – and get this offense moving, and he's not running for his damn life with this offensive line. It's going to be probably Chandler Jones coming after him this week. Right. You got to get the ball out of his hand quickly and put a little West Coast in there. And if you get McKissick, is great out of the backfield. Put the Gibson has run. I was impressed with how hard he ran the ball and how elusive he was in breaking tackles. He looked just like he did at Memphis. But get those guys in space. But main, but bottom line is get the ball out of Dwayne's hands quickly. Maybe that will suck the defense in enough that he can take some shots to uh, to McLaurin. Yeah. Uh, Inman is not the answer. Throw in AGG, Sims, 
let those young guys go and get the other Sims, the littler Sims, get him more involved because he can get in space. Uh, but yeah, Emin and Aki got to go. Yeah, he, he was um, defended by Ron Rivera this week, saying it wasn't that bad. Yeah, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know what game he was watching. Your coach. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> I, I wish I, this is the only time when I saw him say that. I wish he would have used one of Gruden's lines and said, "I don't know. I got to go look at the tape." Yes, exactly. Right. Will you say that? I got to go look at the tape because he that bad. Where he's been a liability in the last two games. <laughs> he, he's not he, he's not that dude he's not that guy yeah. you know you could he can be maybe be rotational depth like i said he could be a, a hell of a gunner but a, a starting safety he is not and Christian is not a starting tackle the other thing that was sort of disappointing was mclaurin sort of got going in the second half and they yeah. did not target him at all in the first half mm-hmm. and these slow starts man like you would think, keep doing this two in a row. You would think, hey, you know what? We're we need to get off to a better start. So let's get the football to our best player. Mm-hmm. That did not happen until they were behind again. It was twenty zip before they even had a, some sort of semblance of offense. And now they know uh, you're not going to make a twenty-seven zero run uh, every game. And they gave up. Let's be obvious, honest. Yeah. And, and Rivera said they gave up, and that's what still irritates me, guys. Yeah. The fact that you just don't want to send that message out early. And they they threw in the white flag in an NFL game, and that just that just annoys the hell out of me. And I don't did know they why. though? You so you yeah. think you think Washington put up the white flag? Yes. I just I'll think Kyler might be that dude. It might be that good. Where they were, they couldn't do anything. I, I'll, I'll say this, Frank. There was a yeah. comment Dick Stockton did make late in the game. He said the Washington defense is gassed. Um, uh, that that was kind of like. Damn, like, why are they gassed? Why is Arizona able to run around so much? And why is Washington gassed? So, in that aspect, I, I agree with you, but I just think Kyler was just better than th- yeah. than everybody else on the field. But I know, I know that, and I think that the odds obviously are so minuscule, but to me, it's just the overall message that you're sending to your team. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you're worried about injuries on the final play, you should just take a knee rather than actually handing the football off and perhaps something bad happens. You had all three timeouts. You had the two-minute warning. You could have blocked the field goal. All I'm saying is at least the message to me as a coach would be we are always in the game no matter what. And I felt like in game two, Coach Rivera was saying, no, we didn't really have a shot. We didn't want to get injured, so we threw in the towel. He didn't say throw in the towel, but he said the other things, and that's what annoys me. So I hope moving forward they use some of those gosh darn timeouts. And I think like, hey, we're going to fight to the end because they, they fought for 58 minutes. Steve Sims Jr., by the way, sorry to interrupt you, Jamal. Some, yeah. Steve Sims Jr., limited practice uh, Thursday yeah. with the toe. So I, I think that would be kind yeah, of a like – He may play, though. All right, that would be good. I, I think they can't afford to lose another pass catcher. No, he, he may play. And uh, the the coach I think I'm more concerned about now is, is, is not Rivera's, not Del Rio – I said before, it's it's Turner, and I'm not sure if, you know, he's it's his first full season as a, as an OC. So I don't know if he's uh, tinkering around. I don't know if he has nerves. I don't know if he has hasn't gotten his rhythm. But the creativity that I thought I was going to get from him, I have yet to see. And I would think that with the offensive line in the condition that it is right now, with the players you have in in 
the playmakers, I don't know where Bryce Love is. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, there but with all the playmakers that you have, uh, you know, in terms of Big Lauren and Sims and AGG, if you put them in there, Cam, and of course, McKissick and Gibson, I would I, I would have thought he would have mixed it up more. They did seem to turn it on uh, late in the second half. But, you know, and, and I agree with you, Frank. We've seen slow starts here, you know, before. And the thing is, when a team comes back from the deficit they did week one against the Eagles, maybe subconsciously they think that we can flip this switch anytime. Yeah, they are not there. They are not that good yet. No, no. You know, so you, you, no. you can't make that a weekly thing. They need to come out this week firing because Baker Mayfield and offense last Monday night, I believe it was, they looked as advertised as they did on paper last year. They have a, they had a Thursday night game, right? So they had a long one of those. It was a prime time something against the Bengals last week. Yeah. That was Thursday. Yeah. Thursday. You're right. But they, they uh, look like when you look at them on paper, that's how they look. Sunday at one o'clock, right at Cleveland. Yep. Yep. Okay. Oh, wait, Jamal, are you going to get your uh, your picture taken and put it FedEx Field? They're doing cutouts? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. You should, I mean, man. You've been a long – you have been a long-time Washington football fan. You, you're like – you should be up there. Uh, no. Nah. No, I, I prefer to, to suffer in silence. <laughs> like, I would, if they had me on the – like, in, in the bubble – I'd be horrible. They would have to take take me off. But even if you can't hear me, like, what is wrong with this dude over here? He is crazy. What's wrong with him? Take him off. He's very angry. No, I can't keep, nah, I'm good. What What's the deal with injuries? We, we saw a slew of them in the first couple of weeks. Oh, man. Whole you damn league. The whole league. It's, uh, what, since preseason and now, uh, in, or the conclusion of week two, there's 15 guys out for the season you know that's not even to mention the whole slew that's in this this newfangled uh ir so they missed three games and you know whatever that is but 15 you know to be out already already and you're talking about saquon barkley you got some big names up there that are, are gone for the season i know they hate preseason but you need it at least two games you need something and I knew I had a feeling it was going to be this way because you had a very weird offseason. Uh, you didn't have your OTAs, your, your your rookie mini camps, and your strength and conditioning like they're supposed to be. People, you know, they did it on their own. And, you know, not everybody has the same work ethic. You know, not everybody's a James Harrison. So uh, you got guys that might might not have been. And they can't go to – I mean, you don't have a gym to go to. You know, they so Shadik Charles running up hills in the neighborhood. But – I had a feeling it was going to going to be this way when you have a very limited offseason, no preseason. Uh, these guys got to see some live bullets before they when they get out there, especially the rookies. But, you know, it's, it's a product of this coronavirus affected season that we're having and guys are dropping like flies. And I, I can kind of understand, you know, well, not really. I ain't gonna say I understand why Rivera would hold out, you know, but you don't. You see a Saquon go down, you you want to put your get that in bubble wrap, but you want to keep everybody as healthy as possible. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Or then Nick Bose is out for the entire season. Oh, you know, God forbid yeah. that, that happens to you don't want that to happen to Chase Young. You don't want to have to even Ryan Kerrigan. Mm-hmm. You know, so it, it, I think 
people not err on the side of caution, but I I don't know. It's 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 the way this is it, the season is going to go. Is it's strange, but people there's a lot of injuries that I think teams are very wary and cognizant of that. That's why you got you got guys that played in the league 10, 15 years. Brandon Carr was on somebody's practice team. That don't happen. Oh, is that right? Wow. All right, right. The rule. You want Brandon Carr's been in the league? Yeah. It was extended. They get what 12, 17 people on there? Um, but yeah, it, it's 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 coming in bunches. Switching uh gears, the uh national season is still going, but they're uh officially eliminated from the postseason. And I'll be quite honest with you, I think I've seen a total of maybe three Nats games all really? year long. I had a major, like, kind of, like, this past Saturday I was anchoring uh, sports at night, and I was like, do I lead with the Nationals? Do people even give a shit anymore? I mean, or <laughs> do I go NBA no and NHL finals or college football? Yeah. I mean, I just uh, – yeah. but I went with Nationals still because it is the local team. But, yeah, I mean, I think – you know, the, but you know, right. It's just, I've been watching diligently, but the, I, I give you this, the last, the last week or two, I, I really, I don't even know I'm going to watch tonight. I really haven't watched like when the season started and going through, I, I've, I've been watching, but just like with the mystics, I don't think that they got a proper shot with this shortened season to defend the title. Yeah. And it's going to come with an asterisk anyway. All these championships that are going to be won outside of the NFL are going to have asterisks by it because they were not full seasons. NHL and NBA, I don't know that there should be an asterisk. I mean, they pretty much played almost a full full regular season. Eh, I guess. I hear you. It's it's weird. Putting the bubble and all of that. Eh. Baseball definitely. You know, yeah, sixty games in baseball is not that's, and it, it's that's seven enough. innings. The seven inning double headers putting guys right on doesn't make any sense. Two more right teams make it. Come on, man. That's yeah, you cut cool. major league baseball to sixty games. It's like cutting the NFL to six. Right, right. Maybe it's even eight. Just, is is that abbreviated? Mm-hmm. And we all watch the game, and it's a season. Look, last year. 19 and with 31 yeah translated into mm-hmm. a world series win the yeah. championship uh there's no chance for that this year you don't know if a team would have got hot would have got rolling uh in 60 games we were proof of that last year with the nationals terrible start to the season but second half of the season turned it on enough to win a championship uh teams were probably robbed of that that might have gotten going yeah. You know, but if, if you hit the ground running, I mean, you saw like the, the Marlins and, and, and the Orioles early on, that favored them. You got to get a hot start. Even if you're not as talented as other teams, if you start hot in a 60-game season, you know, you'll get to the postseason. Yeah. But that doesn't necessarily mean you should have been there if it was a regular season. Guys, uh, I am the father of the year because I just got a text from my wife. I'm supposed to pick up my daughter uh, in like five minutes. So... <laughs> So I got, I got, a, a short. Uh, yeah, calling it short, but before I go, I do want to pass on my prediction for this week. The right. Browns are favored by seven. Chris, is that right? Seven points. Yeah. Yep. Seven point favorites over the Washington football team. I'm going to go about face and I'll take Jamal's Washington football team. Plus the points, not necessarily the money line, but mm-hmm. I will take, I'll take the visiting WFTs because I think, 
they're going to actually get some things together, get going early, get a better fast start. Mm -hmm. And and Haskins has got to be better, man. You watch Cam Newton play, you're like, oh, he could have yeah. been better. Well, they, they got to help him be better. That offensive line's not helping, and Scott Turner's play yeah, calling. Yeah. They got to do something. Yep, yeah. yep. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's got to get better. So you wrap it up. I'm sorry I have to leave early. That's all right, Frankie. I got to earn my trip. Right, I mean, all right, guys. I'll talk to you. See you. All right, so then I'll take over the uh, hosting here duties in for Frank as we uh, take it home on this edition of DMV Sports Roundtable. Jamal, uh, we talk about, you know, the Ravens as well as one of the local teams here, I guess if you want to call them that. They are. I, I don't consider them that, but it's okay. Well, uh, <laughs> they're yeah. not local to me. Yeah, that's true. But I've, I've never they're local to me as – as guess like as I um am a Marylander, I recognize I call myself a Marylander. But, but you you went to you went to Townsend as well, so that's true. You get that. So Ravens three and a half point favorites, Jamal uh, at home against the Kansas City Chiefs. That is the Monday night game this week. Did Kansas City defensively and offensively didn't look that great against? the Chargers last week. Do, do you think that's more of an anomaly on it, or do you think that maybe, you know, just early on they're having some struggles and the Ravens really should be three and a half point favorites? I think everyone's going to have their, their up and down weeks. Uh, but I will never, these are two quarterbacks that I will never bet against. And these are two teams that I would never, to me, it's when you say Ravens and, uh, Chiefs, to me, that's it's shootout. Yeah. That, that's what popped into my mind. I don't think that Eric Bieniemy and uh, Andy Reid, I think they're going to go back to the drawing board. They've got way too many weapons and way too much talent uh, on the off. And, you know, Pat Mahomes, you can never go against Pat. It's like you can't go against Lamar. Uh, I think offensively for Kansas City, they have a little bit more to work with. Uh, in, in in terms of, of weapons and things they can do. They're very creative. If they get as creative as they did in the season opener, they'll do I think they'll 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 open it back up. Uh the Ravens defense of course is 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 always a tough challenge. But there there's enough talent on the Kansas City side, you know, to with with Chris uh Jones and those guys up front. But that uh, you know it's a quarterback duel. Yeah. I just I just when you say that game to me, I just want to see those two, you oh. know, and, and defense almost goes out the window because both of them do so many things dynamically that you just, you know, they'll put up 30, 40 like that. So, but I, I think Kansas city bounces back. I don't know if they win, but I think it's going to be a very tight game. And I don't, I don't think you're going to see uh, the Kansas city Chiefs that showed up in week two. So like a 54 and a half over under. So you're looking at like a yeah. 27, 20, 28, 27 game. Is that uh, what Vegas thinking in that one? You think it's more along those lines? I, th I think so. I think so. I don't think, like I said, with these two quarterbacks, I don't care how good your defense is. Right. And Pat Mahomes has a plethora of weapons to use and – uh, running backs as well as the wide receivers and uh, one could argue the best tight end in the NFL and Travis Kelsey. And who on the other side is going to, you get Tariq Hill. Yep. 
But then you see in uh, McCall Hardman and, and Sammy Watkins, who may be healthy enough to play this week. So we'll see there. You know, you got Marquise Brown on the other side. They have a, a, a whole bunch of running backs uh, with the Ravens. But I, I think there are just more options for Pat to have. And I think that it's going to put more pressure. Lamar's got to use his, his legs way more than Pat does. Because that's that's what's going to set the tone. Want to get your thoughts on, and admittedly, I have not watched this game in full. It was my wife's shower after the wedding. Uh, things were a little backwards this year with uh, coronavirus. But the Cowboys, I'm in the car. I'm hearing them getting the ass whooped by the Atlanta Falcons in the first half. They end up coming back to win. What do you think about Dallas? They're only five point dogs on the road against Seattle, who I gotta imagine is going to get a ton of public backing this week. Only five point favorites after beating the Patriots. Do you think Dallas is like, I I, I don't really know that they're that good as a whole. I mean, they're going to put up points. They have, you know, offensive weapons, but like that line where they were lacking, you know, two tackles. I don't know how good Atlanta's defense is. I mean, they look, they got shredded. So I just don't think Dallas is that great. Um, You know what? They don't have to be to win this division. Yeah, because Philadelphia. Philadelphia's 0-2. Yep. The Giants are 0-2 and no Saquon Barkley. And Philly's line is still, you know, battling injuries. I think for Dallas, uh, they're poised to take control of the division. I don't know what uh, my teams are going to do. You know, right right now we're sitting one and one and one, uh, one on the division, which is positive. Uh, but I think Dallas, if if I'm a Dallas fan, or if I'm Dak Prescott or Jerry Jones, I think we're in the driver's seat because I'm seeing the Giants are going to struggle even more mightily because you got to put more on Daniel uh, Jones without Saquon. And they couldn't even get Saquon going with that offensive line. Something is wrong there. Something is wrong in Philly. Carson Wentz is not playing great. They are 0-2. They're looking at us like, yeah, yeah, oh, they're all, they beat Philly, but uh, we're going to have some growing pains. So Dallas is really uh, poised to be in the driver's seat from this week on in this division. If I'm them, I'm encouraged by that. Uh, I, outside of the division, no, they're probably not that great. Uh, a lot of the more the up echelon teams in the NFL would probably, or the NFC rather, would probably whoop their ass. But hmm. they don't have to be that good to win this division. Another team that I, I can't decide if I think they actually can be a pretender for the Super Bowl or they just had a favorable game against the Dolphins, and that's the Buffalo Bills, um, mm. two-and-a-half-point favorites at home against the L.A. Rams. I think this will be a big indicator because Josh Allen has looked pretty good as far as throwing the, the deep ball, and I think he's got a bona fide number one with Steph Diggs, who's making plays over the middle and taking the big hit. Um, do, do you buy the Bills, and do you think Josh Allen is somebody that can take his team, let's just say, at least to the AFC championship? I think it's a possibility. Uh, this week, Zach, Ma- Zach Moss has a toe, so that's something to keep uh, keep an eye on. Because the tandem of, of Devin Singletary, uh, who was a game breaker, mm-hmm. and Zach Zach Moss, who just he, he pounds defenses, you can use that. But you mentioned Steph Diggs, but John Brown has played well. Uh, they still have Cole Beasley, and their defense is is pretty good. 
So, yeah, I, I agree to the point where, yeah, they, they could be in contention for the first time. That division is – that braided list division is now open, even though Cam has played very well. But Josh Allen seems to have uh, – he's beginning to ascend. I saw it last year, and he just seems to be getting better and better. Uh, he can always make plays with his feet, but his accuracy, decision-making, all of that seems to be – starting to become a complete quarterback. When you have a running game like they have, you have a, a two-headed monster with Moss and Singletary, and you've got those wide receivers, Diggs is going to get the attention. Don't sleep on John Brown, and you can slide in Beasley underneath, and they can carve you up. So, yeah, I, I do I do think that they could be in contention. They might win that division for the first time in, oh, I don't know when. Since maybe uh, the Bledsoe years, when wow. Bledsoe no, I, when Bledsoe was the quarter Patriots quarterback, uh, right before he took him to the Super Bowl I, with the Packers, going to go to the uh, no, like, I think it might Bruce be ninety two. Uh, yep, I think you're right. Jim Kelly days, Thurman Thomas days. I think you're right because I don't remember them being that dominant uh, since. You're right. Well, not I mean the, the Patriots have run that division, you know, for for a long, long, long time. So this is the first time in a while that it's it's been not necessarily wide open. Like I said, Cam has played well, but it's everybody's got a shot. It's not, oh, Brady and Belichick, all right, everybody else is playing for second place. It's not that anymore. I think it's, it's wide open, and I think the Bills have, have uh, gotten good enough to win it. You buying into the demise of Drew Brees that we're watching right before our eyes, Brees and his uh... – illustrious career kind of coming to a crash i mean look we get we have this i mean brady hasn't been great either right you know, but we have to realize that these guys that we're talking about they've been good for so long these guys are over 40 you're talking about breeze and and roethlisberger and, and uh of course brady i mean these guys are up there in age you know sometimes you have quarterbacks that played that long but they're not their former selves uh, or they remake themselves. Randall Cunningham did it. Uh, Warren Moon played uh, late into his his career, forty something. Steve LeBerg, he was like sixty five when he retired. But he, he, these guys are not going to be all the time when we thought they were uh, coming up through their career. They, they're great. Every each one of them will walk right into Canton if they stop today. He'll walk right into Canton. But he doesn't have everything around him that he used to. I don't see why they can't. Put it together. Uh, Thomas isn't there, but Traquan Smith stepped up. Yep. You got Jared. Alvin Kamara, that's, that's your, that should be your bread and butter. That should be, I, I, only, I don't want to see a whole lot of Latavius Murray. And their defense is much better than people give them credit for. They have built a very strong defense, uh, front seven on that, on, uh, in New Orleans, especially, and in the, in the, the secondary is pretty good. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I think, you know, guys like that, and I forgot about Rivers also, you know, it's up there in age. They find a way to uh, rekindle themselves or, they, or get themselves back into it. I don't think that Drew Brees is going to go out on that note. Uh, so I, I don't I don't put anything past him. I know Brady's struggling. Uh, Rivers is all right. But I think that those guys have been around long enough and know themselves well enough and the game well enough that they can put it together and you will start to see them play a little more like the way we're used to seeing them play. But it's, it's, it's early. 
Uh, it's week three in a very weird season. And you're talking about guys that are 40. Uh, Tom is what, 40? Tom might be my damn age. <laughs> you know, so you're talking about guys in their 40s. Yeah. You know, with, with no great offseason, they know how to, you know, prepare. But it, it's not the routine they're used to. And most athletes are creatures of habit. And this whole uh, pandemic has thrown all of it off. So I think that you're going to see a lot of guys starting slow. And I think that Bruce, uh, Breeze is doing it. Talk about slow starters. Uh, Carson Wentz of Philadelphia may be the slowest right. of them. I was driving through Philadelphia on Monday listening to Philly radio. That was an enjoyable experience. Everybody dunking on Carson Wentz. That is a pick of mine this week. I'm going to go with the Bengals plus four and a half going to Philadelphia, a team that I think just is not very good kind of across the board defensively, offensive line-wise, skill guys on the receiver's end. I mean, um, you know, if D-Jack at this point of his career is your wide receiver one, I, I understand they have Ertz and they have Dallas Goddard, but uh, that's not the ideal situation you want to be in. And I think Joe Burrow looking good, catching four and a half, uh, that's going to be my pick. Uh, you know what? I, I might be. I'll go with that. I'll go with that. Uh, yeah, they, they, the, the Eagles are banged up on the offensive line, but, you know, so are a lot of people. Uh, I told this, I said this, you know, when we talked about this going into the season, is that who who are they throwing the ball to? Yeah. Or, or, or Thago Whiteside. Alshon was back in practice today. But we've seen Alshon recently, and how, how is he? He's not impacting like he used to in Chicago. D-Jax at this point is a one-trick pony. Yeah. Uh, Rager, he's banged up. Yep. Now, eventually – Rager could be, he's going to be your number one. Our single white side has regressed, and I don't know, I don't even know where he is on the rotation anymore. Uh, they should get the, did they get Miles back this week? Yep, Miles yep. should be back. Yep, well, they, they're gonna have to go with that. But Joe Burrow has a lot of safety nets, and all of his receivers have not been great. I mean, he's he, he, the AJ Green had Boyd you know, dropped one targets. near the end zone. I remember he, at one point he only caught four passes. Yep, but he was targeted ten times or more. Uh, you have Tyler Boyd there, and then right if he right Joe Mixon. If you don't have, if you can't go to anybody else, Joe Mixon can set the table for you. And you have a third down back in Gio Bernard that people is very unappreciated that can still get it done. So they, Joe has, as long as they protect them. He has enough weapons, and I don't think that he's got that rapport with uh, Boyd and AJ yet, but it will come. And when he gets that, then you're going to see them really do something. But I, I, I think they could do something this weekend because Philly is reeling. Uh, Peterson's got to pull his boys together because you can't go 0-3. And if you go 0-3, especially in this division, because this division is wide open still, even 0-2, you can make a run. But 0-3, you're starting to set yourself back. 